Hello and welcome to the This Are Johnny Domino podcast, alternative title, How Not to Succeed at Music, where two brothers of a certain age talk about music that they recorded back in the pre-internet age of the 1990s, music that nobody really took any notice of at the time. My name is Steve. And I'm the less socially adept Giles. And if you are a returning listener, thank you for joining us for another episode of our rambling, esoteric, very, very niche podcast. If you are a returning listener, you might get the impression that this episode is slightly more slick than the ones you've heard previously. (laughs) You think? But it might give a slight impression that we have rehearsed this one. And in a sense, we have, because we had a slight technical issue when we recorded this episode before. We did the whole thing and it didn't record. I'm not saying it was my fault, but it was my fault. So we are, in a sense, going at this again. However, we have both also just woken up. That's why we've got that kind of slightly creaky voice. Yeah, so it might mitigate against any slickness or professionalism that you may be detecting in our delivery. Mm, It could be good. It could be good. I'm just going to let people know that we didn't wake up next to each other. Oh, no, we are in different cities. <laughs> Indeed. It's not like the Malcolm and Wise show. <laughs> exactly. The Malcolm and Wise show. Good reference. Thank you. Right. So in each episode, we dig up three forgotten tracks that were recorded at home on an actual tape player, playing with our hands and singing <laughs> with our mouths. Yeah. And we listen to these tracks and deconstruct what we did and reminisce and decide if at the end any of them are worthy of inclusion on a purely theoretical best of compilation tape. Now, ordinarily, the songs that we've recorded were just myself and my brother Giles. But at some point in the mid to late 90s, we turned ourselves into an actual band with other people playing with us on a consecutive basis. Now, can you remember why we decided to do that? No, I do remember we did. We became a gigging concern. Mm. I think we just wanted to be a proper band. There was no sort of audience desire for... (laughs) Well, there was no audience. And there was no desire for for people to kind of see us... No, there wasn't a demand. people People weren't shouting out for it. But you know, we 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 did it. I think it was. I think partly it was because we 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 um we had some friends, and we thought it would be good to get people involved as well. Really, mm, yeah. Mm. Certainly, the first song which I think you chose is a song from the early days of ourselves as a gigging concern. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was a, uh, it was. You're gonna hit, when you hear this, you'll hear that it's not just me singing. There's a, there are two voices. There's a, there's Big Jim Convery on mm. on joint vocals here. I believe that Mark, the Elk Elston is is also playing guitar, and um, 
it's kind of like when I mean, as I remember it, it's kind of it it was a bit of a, a live favourite, really. But um, I have got some issues with it, and I think you have as well. Well, we have previously discussed it, and yeah, I have got some big issues with it. Yeah, um, yeah. But you, as you'll hear, that is kind of par for the course with uh, <laughs> with our recordings. Indeed. I think we you know we don't want to build it up too much. I think it's got some good stuff about it. Uh, mm. it it's it's got some serious drum machine going on there that I like. Mm. Quite like the this kind of like unapologetic nature of the drum machine. It's kind of like full on. It, it it's um it's got energy. Mm. It's got energy. Uh, but you did tell me the other day that you, something that I didn't realize but it, it's got a kind of a you think it's a rip off. Yeah, I was gonna look. Shall I put it on? And <laughs> you can you just t- and you can tell me to stop at any point. Okay? I, I will. We'll stop. We'll stop it when it gets too much. Okay. Let's 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 feel that drum machine. This is called Monkey Nuts. I'm hearing the drum machine. I'm liking that, but what 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 possible musical reference were were we thinking of there? I was talking to somebody last night about this song, and it is consecutive with song two by Blur. Ah. And if you think about the structure of that song, drums, single guitar, strummed ferociously, and then it gets very loud. And, you know, it's it's the obvious loud, quiet, loud sort of thing. Yeah, what's really funny is that I didn't really didn't think uh, think of that at the time. Me neither. It's massively obvious. It's, massively it's obvious. obvious. It's obvious. And I think uh, one thing I said when we recorded previously, it's a kind of cut price carbon copy of a song that was a cut price carbon copy of people like Nirvana. So it's yeah. like a third generation ripoff of that yeah. kind of thing. And it's it is bizarre that I certainly didn't think of that at the time. At all, it's very weird. Mm, indeed, indeed, it's kind of quite arsy as well. I mean, mm-hmm. lyrically, we've got a bit of a beef here, and uh, it's it's a bit of a diss track. It um, is. <laughs> but also, the thing is, I was thinking about this after after we record. We tried to record previously. We weren't playing with assholes. We weren't doing gigs with people who were horrible. We were mostly doing gigs with people who we knew from going out in Derby and that we liked. So why are we going, your band is classy but cheap and your attentions are deep, so shit you're making me weep? <laughs> a bit harsh. It's a bit harsh. <laughs> and also, weirdly, when we did this song live, 
people liked it. And mostly the people in the audience were the bands that we were playing with. Were the people in the other bands, because that's how it is, right? (laughs) So we were like, yeah, we think you're rubbish. But, you know, they were lapping it up. But we didn't really think they were rubbish. So got many, many contradictions, really. It's a a Um, complicated song. It's a, when you think about it on a kind of a psychological level, it really indeed, is quite odd. Indeed. And then we haven't even got to the chorus yet, right? No. Which, which is, uh, I, I, you know, I, I cannot even really excuse it in any way. You know, this part of me wants to think, oh, we're just being cheeky. We're just being, we're having a bit of a laugh. But, I don't know. I just I think it's kind of a bit horrible, really. I'm going to press play. So, <laughs> and number one, I don't remember anyone having any peanuts. Number two, life at its cheapest. <laughs> life at its cheapest. Life. At, so we're giving them peanuts as a payment. I don't. I look. I, I don't <laughs> think. We, I don't think we really need to get that deep into the lyrical. And then, ow, 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 ow. That's a monkey impression, right? I don't think so. I think it's just like a, it's a rhythmical device, vocal, vocal interpolation. That's all it, I think it's it just. It is, it is. That's a good word. Well, it's a Sunday morning. Let's let's go for it. Yeah. But um, the, the motivation is odd. Yeah. Because we yeah. were doing gigs with people who we liked. I know. And we might not necessarily have liked the music they were playing. Yeah. But there's no reason for it to go. Your shit. Hello. Yeah, okay. And just before you put it back on again, come and get your penis is what I'm hearing. Come and get your penis, right? And and that just makes me think of Jim's gig jeans, which all I'm going to say is that they were chosen specifically to uh, enhance his nether regions under the lights, as it were. I think he would, he would have a problem with you saying he, he chose his trousers. Specifically, and also the idea that his, his gig trousers were chosen. It's almost like we chose them. I think he chose them. I think he was trying to intimidate the audience. What in a Spinal Tap sort of way? Yeah, indeed. I think with along along with the with the aggressive vocal delivery, I think he was trying to intimidate them with with this package of his jeans. Anyway, we'll carry on, and then just we've got a little bit more to say about this one. Yeah.
So maybe it's a positive thing. We, we, we do sound like we've got a real problem with monkeys. <laughs> I don't think I ever had a problem with monkeys. Just a bunch of monkeys. I'd, 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 say, I'd say ideally a bunch of monkeys. You know? yeah. So we didn't have a problem with monkeys or the people that we played live with. No. <laughs> but we sounded a, like we did. We sounded song, like we did. This song is a lie. It's a lie. I mean... The other thing to say is, at this time, as we were trying to be a live band, I was friends with the guys from Cable, at Derby Underground Music Legends, and um, we used their rehearsal space, which was the, called the Bakery. And as we discussed previously, it was it stank and it was pretty gross. Yeah, it, it shouldn't have been called the Bakery, really. It should should have been called the really, really smelly small cupboard. They actually had a, a nice rehearsal room, if you remember. We were in the, on the ground floor, and they had a nice rehearsal space above, which is the one that they actually hired out professionally. And we, right. we never went in there. I always remember there was there was a band that had very intricate bass lines, and they always seemed to be rehearsing at the same time as us, and we could hear that through the floor. So we were in, in the dank and smelly room where basically cable stuff was always set up. So we had to kind of negotiate drum kits and huge amplifiers and then there was the very clean and light and airy room upstairs which we never went to i think steve Mm. i think they i don't i think they were just making us rehearse in the room that they just stored their gear i don't think it actually was a rehearsal space i think it was just the, the cupboard that they stored their gear in that's what I think, but yeah. that can be disproved at some point. Well, I think I think that is, I think that is disproved actually because there's a picture on the on the inner sleeve of their second album, When Animals Attack, which is a picture of them rehearsing in the room that we used. I don't think they did. I think it's a lie. Anyway, this was this song. Just finally, I think we've got to say about it. It was yeah. one that people actually really really liked it was one that kind of like when we played it got generally got a pretty good response people i can remember people jumping around to it you mm. know um and uh it was you know it was a, it was a, a proper r- r- live favorite so what did the what did the, the the wise and great johnny domino decide to do at this point 
it was a palpable smash, as you say. And us being us, we decided to stop playing it. Mm. There you go. That's the story of Johnny Domino in one song. Yes. We decided to stop playing it because people liked it too much. They liked it too much. There you go. Listen to this instead. Listen to this instead. Yeah, there you go. That's how how not to succeed at music. There you go. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. I think so. I think we need to move on to something else. Please, please share with us your choice for today. Okay, so my choice for today is one of my favourite songs that we recorded. On this track, we were playing with a friend of ours called Albert, and I always love playing with Albert. Now, the thing I like about this song is it because it says something else about our four-track recordings. Now, I would write the music for a lot of the songs that we're doing and record a session, which is very sort of like a grand way of saying our mum was out and, da- and dad was out, yeah, and we were fighting around. I said, oh, do you want to come around and do some music? And I had this song that I thought was, it was a heartbreaker. It was like a fast country classic, um, a very stridently strummed acoustic guitar all the way through. You know, I thought they were quite moving chords. And I think of it now, they were terrible. It was a bit of a sort of an acoustic Buffalo Tom ripoff. Okay. And I thought that was the track. That was the song that was going to push us over the edge and, and maybe get four people to like us as opposed to just us. And we recorded that. We did a, like a very good take of it. I don't think we did the vocals on that day. And then we were just farting around. And the next track just kind of appeared. And the thing I like about that is because that is something that happened quite a lot. I would have this grand idea of recording this song that was going to be a classic. Mm. And then from faffing about, we'd come up with something which this is actually one of my favorite songs we ever recorded. Yeah. So this is not, this is not the, um, the, 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 the country classic that you were writing. This is the one that you did five minutes when you when you'd finished the ride in the country classic and and you were just filling time. No, no, this is us in the room. Mm. You know, the three of us just we faffing just about. We just and, invented it. And I seem to remember, I think at the time when we were playing it, I seem to remember quite, quite resenting it. Because yeah, because it wasn't the one that you wrote with great care. But then we we actually finished this one on the day mm. because there again there are two voices on this track. We've got yourself and Albert. And I think it's fair to say that the lyrics are somewhat inspired by the work of Roxette. Indeed. I think we'll listen to this one the whole way through and then talk about it.
so a bit of an earlier recording than mm. monkey nuts yeah but i do like the kind of lo-fi sound of that i quite I'm, i was getting into that there i've not heard it for a long time apart from last time when we recorded it yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah. but i haven't heard it for a long time i like the drums the drums came in and it was like velvet underground beautiful beautiful work from you it was me it was you playing the drums yeah <laughs> because uh, there's, yeah. A, there's a bit where this is a doof doof bit yeah. And then there's a bit where just before the last section you went doof doof doof, and on the recording you can almost hear us laughing, yeah, because it, it was like it's like you've gone freestyle. <laughs> Indeed, I think I was. I think that was me. That was that was me doing a fill. It's Art Blakey, Art Blakey yeah. on the drums, right there. I was, and the, and lyrically, I think it was an interesting one. I don't think I wrote all of the lyrics. Albert certainly wrote the French stuff anyway, and it's kind of like a precursor to his. Then he went on to a career as a professor in philosophy, I believe. Yeah. Right? I'd, I'd be wary of drawing a direct link. Um, I think there the... is a link. <laughs> I think there's a link. <laughs> yeah, I think he was already on, on the philosophy track. I think but, this confirmed it. Yeah, I, I think, as I mentioned when we previously tried to record this, I'm not amazingly convinced by his translation of your lyrics. But no. I'm happy to go along with it. Etra on etra the baby. I think I, I think therefore I am the baby. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it gets me every time. Really, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great song. Well, it's 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 definitely a good song. Mm. <laughs> it's definitely a good song, and we never played it live. That's the crime. Yeah, when it was just us recording ourselves it, it, we never played any of them live so i know it would have been good wouldn't it i think that would have that one would have gone across quite well really i think people would have liked it and then obviously yeah. we'd have stopped playing it yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> okay good good oh and what was the other thing oh yeah um the line 50 quid a week to go without girls that one made me laugh because um if i if i had 50 quid a week to go without girls at that age i would have been a very rich Rich man. We would have all have been incredibly rich. This is why we were in, in our bedrooms recording songs. Yeah. Because what else are we going to do? So where's, where the heck's that? I don't know where that line's from, but it's mad. Well, I remember at the time, and I can't remember whether it was Neighbours or Home and Away. I think it was Neighbours. Yeah. There was a young character there, and he was a bit of a Jack the Lad. And somebody said to him, I will give you... $50 if you can go for a week without getting off with a girl. Yeah. And I think you just, you plucked it straight out of the, out of the yeah. ether. I think so. I think it was probably a bit of a dream to the young Giles. <laughs> what, to get some money for? <laughs> to for... get 50 quid a week for not having a girl. There you go. Yeah. To have that problem. <laughs> well, yeah, that would that be problem. real nut yeah. yeah, because we weren't working. Yeah, that would be I, real did, nice. I think this was recorded, it was certainly recorded when I was at university. Mm, yeah. In, in like a, a term break or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It would have been quite good, actually, you know, um, in terms of like a government uh, scheme. <laughs> what, to keep, uh, uh, keep down the spread of sexually transmitted diseases? Yeah. I think um, we've got a, f a final choice for today. Yeah, and, this is, one uh, yours, this is yeah. a weird one. This is mm. a weird one. I've got a bit of a story about this one. This is a track called Flow and Wilf that um, I, I found when he gave me a load of stuff to listen to 
Because we have, there are, there are I, I, I don't want to worry people who are listening to this podcast, whoever they are, but there are quite a lot of songs that we recorded. <laughs> and uh, so this could we're, go on a while. We're going to talk this about is, all of them. <laughs> probably. But this, uh, this is the last one for today. And this is one that I didn't, I had no idea what this title was and it didn't, I didn't have any recollection of it at all, really. So I was, I'd, I, it was, it was in the winter. Anyway, it was dark, right? And I was taking the dog for a walk one evening, and I was listening to some tracks on my phone, on my headphones. And I was in the middle of the park, and I was on my own. There was no one else in the park, and it was pitch black, and it, the wind was really blowing. It was, so imagine yourself in a park, dear listener. Uh, and, and it's quite cold. The wind is blowing. The dog is running off in the distance. There's literally no one else around in the middle of an empty field. And uh, you're listening to this on your headphones. And you're kind of getting into the fact that this is kind of a bit like this nice feedback going on. There's a bit of a sonic youthy kind of vibe happening, right? And uh, you, you're kind of getting into it. And you I don't know. I don't think I had anything to do with recording this, but I don't remember it all. And then, out of nowhere, a disembodied voice comes up, mm. and, and and I realise that this voice is the voice of our paternal grandmother, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whispering, whispering in my ear. Well, not whispering, but talking in my ear, and. Um, it, it, you know, imagine that happening, and that, and that was, it was quite a moment to be honest. I can imagine that was quite unnerving. I did shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that would be quite freaky. Now, you actually were sort of involved with the recording of this because yeah. I did the guitar, and we should take a moment to thank our parents for their patience with us, and also our next door neighbours for just being quite happy to have us making a lot of noise in the room adjoining theirs. Let's take that moment. Let's do it, yes. Let's, let's take a moment to thank them. That'll do, that'll do. So, so I did two tracks of that, and then you put some keyboards that can only be described as burbling, and you did a, a track of like weird synth, and then you put our grandmother's voice on it, as you do. I recorded it on a dictaphone. mm
She's talking to us, Steve. I know she is. <laughs> it's freaky. Hello. What are you doing? have to say, although I am completely ripping off Sonic Youth, it's good, isn't it? It's quite good, isn't it? Had a lot of fun. There's obviously like a drumstick involved. I mean, this is the more solo album. <laughs> no, it's not quite as. I think it's. Is it more Lee Ronaldo? Who knows? It's a Lee Ronaldo. Lee is more of a hippie, you see. I think it's a bit. There's some nice feedback as well. There's some great sounds in it, honestly. It sounded really good in the park. Until uh, our, the, our dead yeah. grandmother popped up and oh <laughs> scared my God. the shit out of me. It sounded so good. But, oh, my God. You know, she she was a bit of a character, wasn't she? She was. Should we say? I think so, yeah. yeah she was. Bless but, her. but having <laughs> said that, every time we do think about her now as a family, yeah, she makes us laugh. She really does. She, she had the Woodward madness, didn't she? Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed listening to that. Are you a convert to that? I like it. I enjoyed listening to it this morning, maybe because it is a Sunday morning. But no, I, I do I do like it. It's such a pain. I mean, everything's a pain and rip off on this recording. Um, you know, you've got you've got Blur on, on Monkey Nuts. You've mm. got The Velvet Underground, I suppose you could say. Yeah, yeah. For Europop and Sonic Youth on that one. Indeed, Sonic all, yeah. all good references, all good things, though, right? Let's face put, it. Put them all together. This our Johnny Domino. This our Johnny Domino, right there. Okay, that's good. So um, we're at the point now, really, mm. where we need to decide which one of those songs, songs, <laughs> which one of those pieces of music yes. we're going to put onto our theoretical mixtape. I mean, I would say that definitely Monkey Nuts is kind of like the best recorded song, I suppose. Really? What do you think? Mm. Right. It depends who you're making the compilation tape for. No, no, we're no. not getting into that. Yeah, we're not exactly. getting into that. We're not getting into that. We're just saying what it's for us, as always. If it, well, absolutely, yeah. I mean, if it's the first week at college and you're trying to impress somebody with your music taste, you're going to put Flo and Wilf on there. Yeah, and you a, track, yeah. The last track on side one of the tape but i personally think the whole arsiness of monkey nuts is such it's such a put on and it's so like i say we weren't playing with people that we didn't like or you know we might not have liked their music but they were perfectly nice people so why why would we be so arsy with them i know yeah i don't like that about it you've hit the nail on the head there steve because i think it's there's an aspect to it that's a bit of a pose right mm, it's yeah. a bit of a persona yeah, yeah. whereas I, whereas i think probably Europop mm. was actually like a genuine reflection of like who we were really yeah yeah i think so which is which is which makes it, which kind of makes it great even now listening to it you know yeah Europop is the winner
Yeah, I think we're agreed. I think we're agreed. I mean, I, I like Flo and Wilf, mm. um, and uh, you know, I would listen. I definitely listen to it again. Mm. But but yeah, definitely, you're a pop. I think yeah, beautiful. We are agreed. Cool. We're agreed. That's it for today. Thanks very much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed uh, our podcast. We'll be back again at some point soon with more tales from the early 90s indie recorder sphere. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Beautiful. that's what yeah. we're going to call it. I'm gonna, I've made up a name for it. The early 90s indie recorder sphere. Yeah. And if you are enjoying this podcast, if you think of somebody who may get something out of it, please share it with them and invite them to follow us or subscribe wherever you are listening to us right now.